I don't have uh, the latest number. Uh, what was it yesterday at the end of the show for uh, preborn? $566,000, I think. $566,000, which would take us for how many days? It was 113. 113 days. We are approaching the number, uh, and I think we can hit it if we keep doing this maybe one more day. We can hit the number that uh, just the the law changes saved the number of babies saved in the I think it was the last six months yep. uh, was thirty thirty two thousand thirty two thousand to get to that number we need to get to uh, eight thousand eight hundred thousand eight hundred thousand dollars eight hundred thousand uh, dollars we we're unbelievably close to doing that what a miracle that would be. If you want to give, please go to preborn.com slash Glenn, preborn.com slash Glenn. Every dollar you donate is being matched. Uh, I matched the first 100,000. Somebody else matched uh, the next 100,000. And we still have matching dollars coming in. So give, even if it's a buck, preborn.com slash Glenn. That's right, you sick, twisted freak. We have a boatload to cover, so we're going to get right to it in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about American Financing. They're saving their customers an average of $825 a month. That's this audience. They're saving people, individuals, up to $3,000 uh, uh, a month. That's a lot of debt. Now, here's what they do. If you own your own home... You can refi, and I know you might have a great rate now, but your credit card interest is through the roof and it's gonna go higher and higher and higher. They can get that rate down to like 7%. Then when rates do come down, you can refi and get the lower mortgage rate again. But this will save you on average uh, $825 a month. Please call American Financing right now. American Financing at 800-906-2440. If you feel the squeeze right now, please consider this. Find out all the information, AmericanFinancing.net. Call them at 800-906-2440. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, we have the latest on... Elon Musk's work against censorship of social platforms. It's getting ugly. Uh, the end of the ceasefire. It ended uh, last night. The United States is, I mean, we are, we're on the wrong side, guys. We're on the wrong side. Um, but the ceasefire is over. We'll get into that. The, the clear and present danger that is happening uh, and being exposed in Congress today, the most, this one is it. I've always people are like, what's the biggest thing? This is it. If this isn't stopped, it does mean not only the end of the republic, but the end of free will. And I'll explain later on in the program. Also, we're going to cover the uh, DeSantis and Newsom debate that happened last night with Sean Hannity. Um, but I wanted to start with something that was bigger, um, bigger in its scope, because sometimes, well, 
all the time. When you listen to this program, it can kick you to the curb. It can just kick you in the head repeatedly and repeatedly, and you feel like everything is out of control. Let me start with something that will give you perspective. In 1978, at a time that was much like this one, see if this sounds familiar, the country was in shambles, stagflation, despair, energy crisis, rampant crime. People were hopeless, disillusioned. They stopped believing in America. They stopped believing that things will get better. The greatest city, as was declared in the uh, early 1960s, Detroit, had fallen from its perch. The car industry, once the greatest in the world, was in shambles. America was now being clobbered by a country in the Far East who were coming here buying our land and our landmarks. Americans felt America was over. Does that sound familiar at all? So at that time, 1978, one of the greatest American composers, Aaron Copland, joined with Henry Fonda just to remind Americans of who they were, where they came from. Aaron Copland wrote, I mean, he's just he's written some of the greatest American music of all time. He had the Philharmonic uh, playing all of his beautiful music. And, and Henry Fonda took to the stage and spoke. He spoke of the dark times and the hope of Abraham Lincoln. I listened to that over the last few days. Um, and the feeling of 1978, because I remember hearing that when I was a kid. And the feeling of that time and the words that he was speaking rang true to me. Uh, I don't have the license to be able to play the Aaron Copeland thing with Henry Fonda, but you should look it up and listen to it. Now, I don't have Aaron Copeland backing me up. And I don't have Henry Fonda's voice or uh, credibility, but I do have mine. And I do have my thoughts and I do know history. So I took his speech as a model, and I wrote it anew. Now, his told the story of Lincoln, but I chose the words of three presidents and one average citizen to tell the story of you and me and all of us who are lucky enough to dare call ourselves American. In the early dawn of our nation, we stood at freedom's threshold. That is what he said. That is what George Washington said. Citizens of a young nation, behold our path of freedom. We in this fledgling republic carry the weight of a new world on our shoulders. Our actions, humble or grand, will forge a legacy beyond our lifetimes. The responsibility of freedom, the duty of honor, these are the burdens that we bear for future generations. Let the standard of the wise and the honest guide us under the watchful hand of providence, he said. This is what George Washington said. In times of peace and uncertainty, 
Our resolve must never falter. The sacred fire of liberty entrusted to the American people demands our vigilance. In this great experiment of government, our actions will echo through the ages. Citizens of a young nation, behold the path of freedom. That is what he said. He was born in Virginia, a land of rolling hills and boundless skies. And this is what he said. This is what George Washington said. Let us raise that standard to which the wise and the honest can repair. The event is in the hand of God. Duty, honor, country. These are not mere words. They are the foundations of a life well lived. In stature and in spirit, he stood tall. And this is what he said. The preservation of the sacred fire of liberty and the destination of the the destiny of the Republican model of government are entrusted to the hands of the American people. If we falter and lose our freedoms, it will only be because we destroyed ourselves. A leader, a reluctant general, a president, a man of deep honor and integrity, a father of a country. George Washington was a man of few but powerful words. But when he spoke of duty and honor, this is what he said. He said, labor to keep alive in your breast that little spark of celestial fire called conscience. George Washington, the first president of these United States, forever etched in the annals of history. In the winter at Valley Forge, this is what he said. He said, Perseverance and spirit have done wonders in all ages. Let us, therefore, rely on the goodness of our cause and the aid of the Supreme Being, in whose hands victory is to animate and encourage us to great and noble actions. Later, amidst the turmoil to end an ancient evil and try to right the nation's wrongs, a voice rose again, a beacon of hope amidst the sea of despair. And this is what he said. This is what Abraham Lincoln said. Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge may speedily pass away, yet... If God wills that it continue until all of the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword. As it was said 3000 years ago, still it must be said. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. He said, with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us the right to see it. Let us strive to finish the work we're in and bind the nation's wounds. 
The storm passed, but our nation's wounds were deep. This time it took a king to pull us back together. Not like the kings of old who claimed God gave them the right to rule and be master over men. This king quietly, meekly, peacefully became the servant of God and man. Martin Luther King, who taught us to love and forgive and live up to our own ideals, to live as one, not seeing the color of skin, Almost a century after that great and bloody war, evil in the heart of man dared showed its face again. And this king joined Abraham Lincoln as he too was crowned in glory as a martyr. But this is what he said. He said, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. But we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. And so we come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. This is what he said. This is what Martin Luther King said. I have a dream today that all men can live together, live as one and not be judged by the color of his skin, but the, by the content of his character. In the quest for freedom, we stand as one. That is what he said. That is what Ronald Reagan said. In the quest for freedom, we stand as one. Across the globe, wherever tyranny cast its shadow, here or abroad, it is the duty of every American to be a beacon of hope. Our nation, conceived in liberty, carries the torch that enlightens the world. In the face of oppression, we shall not waver. Our resolve is strength, our unity, our shield. Born in Illinois, who, like Washington, Lincoln, and MLK, never lost his God-given optimism, Reagan had found it in his upbringing, and he too dreamt of a world unchained. And this is what he said. This is what Ronald Reagan said. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for. It must be protected and then handed on for them to do the same. Standing firm, he looked beyond the horizon, and this is what he said. He said, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. We are a nation 
that has a government, not the other way around. This is what makes us special among the nations of Earth. Ronald Reagan, once a Democrat, then a Republican, an American president and leader. A man who saw America not just as a country, but as an ideal. But when he spoke of Americans' duty, this is what he said. He said, we must always remember, we must always be prepared, so we may always be free. Our cause is noble, and it is the cause of mankind. In his words at the Brandenburg Gate, this is what he said. Let us be a force for good, a force for freedom, a force that fights for peace and justice in a world too often scarred by the opposite. And as the dream of freedom endures, its guardians emerge in new forms. This is what Ronald Reagan said. In the quest for freedom, we unite against darkness, the darkness of tyranny. Our nation, a beacon of hope, stands resilient against the bullies of the world. We inherit not just a land, but a legacy of freedom that we must defend with unwavering courage. He said, let us be unafraid in the face of evil. Our unity is our strength. And in that strength lies the power to shape a world that cherishes freedom and justice. Our destiny is not predetermined. It is only crafted by our own hands, our hearts, and our unwavering spirit. In the symphony of our nation's history. These voices blend into a single, enduring melody. From the foundations laid by the vision of Washington to the unyielding resolve championed by Reagan and the enduring hope of justice that was articulated by Lincoln, our journey is one of continuous striving. We as a people have weathered the storms of change and stood as a pillar against the tides of oppression. Together, these voices echo. Our legacy is not merely in the battles won, but in the unrelenting pursuit of a world where freedom reigns supreme. The spirit of America, resilient, bold, inspires us to uphold the ideals of democracy and humanity. So in unity, we must affirm, as heirs to this great legacy, we must carry forward the torch of liberty. Let us here and abroad be the keepers of this flame, a light that guides the world towards a brighter, more just future. For in unity, in our courage, in our commitment to the ideals that have always defined us, We will find strength to build a world where freedom, justice, and hope flourish for all. Our sponsor is Relief Factor. When frequent pain has you backed up against the ropes, it's time to come out swinging. For me, I was dealing with some of the worst and most frequent pain of my life, and it meant taking Relief Factor. And when I say it worked for me, I mean I got my life back. I hear all the stories all the time from people who have had the same experience. If you're someone who's living with pain, please do yourself a favor and give it a try. 
It's a relief factor. It's not a drug. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflation. It's 100% drug-free. It was developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain, and over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order it again. It's uh, 1995. It comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. That's 800 the number 4 relief. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one than feeling good again. relieffactor.com. 10 seconds station ID. All right, let's say hello to our good friend, Stu. Hello, Stu. Hi, Stu. No, I mean, that's you. So you would say, hi, Glenn. And I'd oh, say, hey, Glenn. Hi, Stu. How's it going? Oh, man, it's great. It's uh, good. Uh, it's a little, it's an inspiring message to start the program today. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, With- I mean, the, the words of our, the words of presidents left, right, in the middle, all throughout our history. We should look at them again. We are so focused on doing the opposite, aren't we? We I mean, are. Even on, I mean, you know, Reagan is a good example of this. Like everyone, I and understandably wants to say, "Oh, well, Reagan was a long time ago. We can't just sit here and just say Ronald Reagan over and over again." And that's totally true, right? It's true. You can't just say Ronald Reagan over and over again. It was a great period for conservatism, and things have changed. Issues have but changed. That was his time, right? And he he would have dealt with today's world in a different way, Correct. of course. But those principles are are everlasting. The line that stuck out to me as I was writing this was evil is powerless if the good are unafraid mm. from Reagan. It's true. If we're all unafraid, if we all acted like Elon Musk, <laughs> world would be a different place. Yeah. He knows what he believes is right. He knows what his purpose is, and he doesn't care what anybody says or does to him. And it's not just because he has money. It honestly is because I think his childhood built him into that. But that's what all of our childhoods were supposed to build us into. But we let society and culture and our educational system teach us to, no, 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 no. No, you you stand up and march with a sign. Come on. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, We're going to talk about DeSantis uh, and uh, Gavin Newsom next. First, uh, I don't do the whole cell phone thing. Um, I don't I don't need the hassle. Uh, I don't want it. Uh, But I made an exception. I got one. I don't carry it, but I got one because I wanted to support Patriot Mobile in every way I could because I believe in them and they support us. Their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. They put that cause ahead of profits, and that's the reason I'm so proud to, to sponsor them or have them sponsor us and me, you know, be a voice for them. Patriot Mobile has extended their Black Friday deal to become Every Friday Matters deal. You can get a free smartphone if you switch today. They offer nationwide dependable coverage with access to all three major networks. So you'll get the same coverage without sending your money to leftist causes. Keep your number, keep your existing phone, or for a limited time, get a free smartphone from Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 
Make sure you use the promo code FRIDAY76, patriotmobile.com slash Beck, 972 Patriot. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn to subscribe to Blaze TV. If you use the promo code Glenn, you'll save 20 bucks. So the New York Times, their big takeaway from the debate with uh, Gavin Newsom and, and DeSantis is that it was unfair, that it, right. was, it was stacked again. Of course, it was on the Sean Hannity show on Fox. That would be like me saying, you know what? I'm going to go on and I'm, I'm going to debate uh, Gavin Newsom on CNN. And then the big takeaway from the blaze was... It was unfair. Right. Of course it was unfair. I don't even know if it's it's fair to say it was unfair. No, but it was slanty. You know, it was slanty. Look, You're Hannity's on Fox. a conservative, right? He's a we conservative. And quite honestly, you've got uh, DeSantis, who is really good. Yeah, really good. It's a t- really So good. The, the, the taking of this debate by Newsom is a high degree of difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. It's not an easy task to go on the Hannity show and, and try to beat Ron DeSantis in a debate. But I will say, like, it's one of those things that, like, you know going in. Right. If you don't think you can absolutely dominate, absolutely dominate Ron DeSantis, you do not take this opportunity, quote unquote, opportunity. Sure. And, and what, so a couple of takeaways from this, from the big picture, and we should play some of the clips. Number one, Newsom basically blew up his career last night. Well, I, I, he had a good chance. Yeah. I mean, this was you don't take this on unless you're somebody that can actually, you know, do it. Knock him out. You had to have you had to be so confident that you could walk into an opposing field, you know, where things are going to be stacked against you just because. Right. Uh, and take him on and have a couple of knockout punches. Did he have any? No, uh, it was really a catastrophe for him. And, and like, so you had that, you, the, the interesting part of this, and, and if you're going to take this in a way that is going to make you understand the Newsom choice, right? this was basically the last wall here for the person who wants to say, we need to replace Joe Biden. Like, this is not working with Biden. We need someone who is going to do something different than lose with an 81 year old candidate, right? Like you need somebody who's going to do something impressive. Let's just, let me give you a different scenario here. Okay. You have a situation where, uh, Gavin Newsom comes into this very unfriendly room against a tough candidate and destroys Ron DeSantis in the debate. Mm -hmm. Let's say that happens. There would be people excited to say, guys, look, we love Joe Biden. He served our, our party for 50 years, but come on. He's losing to Donald Trump. Gavin Newsom would destroy Donald Trump. We've got to make that move. And this is about the last chance you have to make a move like that. All right. Let me go on a couple. It didn't happen, though. Right. So he had an opportunity here. It didn't happen. Right. So here is a clip. DeSantis versus Newsom. Watch this. The stats, the stats are very clear. One at a time. Uh, on a per capita age-adjusted basis, California and Florida basically the same. Now, why is that important? Because Gavin Newsom did huge damage to people in California. He ruined livelihoods. We reopened the, the, the state very quickly. We saved thousands of jobs. We saved hundreds of th- hundreds of thousands of jobs, thousands of businesses. We had our kids in school. He had the kids locked out of school because of the teachers' union. That is having a generational impact. 
California has one of the lowest literacy rates in the country. In the most recent NAEP exam, Florida came in number three for fourth grade reading. California was far, far behind. So you should apologize for not getting your kids in school. Why didn't you get the kids in school in the summer of 2020 like we did? The only person, to the ki- teachers the only union. person you didn't do the job you should done. have done. All right. I mean, that's that's what would happen in any debate. Right. So it, that's not unfair. And I'm, I don't think Hannity was unfair. No, um, I don't. I, I mean, look, he's a conservative. He's right. He's you're, everyone knows he's a conservative. It's just stacked against you. It is going. It's Gavin Newsom going into enemy territory. But right. I got news for you, gang. That's what Republicans do all the time. Every debate. Every debate is every that way debate. for conservatives. Right. OK, so here he is on uh, the gender books in schools. Cut five. Or is it the role of the school? What is the role? The role of the school is to educate kids, not indoctrinate kids. It's not to impose an agenda. It's to do the basics. And what we've said in Florida is it's inappropriate to tell a kindergartner uh, that their gender is a choice. It's inappropriate to tell a second grader that they may have been born in the wrong body. Now, California has that. Uh, they want to have that injected into the elementary school. My mm-hmm. wife and I have a 7, 5, and a 3-year-old. Uh, we don't think that that's appropriate. And I know most parents do not think it's appropriate. Uh, it's also important to respect parental rights to know what curriculum is being used in the classroom, and everything should be age appropriate. I actually have something that I brought that some parents have objected to. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California. Florida, this is not consistent with our standards, called Gender Queer. I, it's, some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed <laughs> it at children, uh, and it's wrong. So this should not be in schools. Uh, when people like on the left say that somehow you're banning books by removing this from a young kid's classroom. No, this is not age appropriate. And so we're going to stand for the rights of parents. I think we need to do that nationwide. I don't think you can have a situation where some states just trample on the rights of parents. Parents have a fundamental right to direct the education and upbringing of their kids. I have to tell you, I, I, I think DeSantis should take this as a massive win. What Gavin Newsom was trying to do to to tell the Democrats, I'll destroy these guys. Uh, DeSantis just did. This is this should be DeSantis's entire campaign yeah. right now. Show people what it would look like if he were the candidate. If right. he were in the general, this right. is what you would get. Remind people that this is what he should do. Now, look, you're not going to get idiotic governors to come debate you, and it wouldn't make any sense to do uh, debates with other governors. But you do have an entire liberal media. You have the view. You have a million opportunities where you could go and do these types of things. And it's like, take those opportunities and show people. Not Don't try to walk... Like, it's difficult to walk the line, right? As a Republican candidate in this primary, we've seen zero people be successful since Trump walked in. Uh, Dozens of candidates have tried this, right? It's really hard to walk this line because a lot of people really like Trump. You can't really say anything bad about him. It's just a difficult thing to do. This is not difficult. There's a million people on the left that are going to want to take their shot at Ron DeSantis. Go in there and mix it up with the left constantly. Act like you're the general election candidate. Go there and show everybody how much better you'll be than any of the other candidates. And that's probably his best path to actually winning. This Let's thing. go to cut seven quickly. Here's uh, Newsom. Uh, yeah, you think he's 100 percent? I've been spending 100%? plenty of time with 100%? Joe Biden in okay. private and public. You don't know. And by the way, results matter. 
Inflation now is down to 3.2%. Wages are up to 4.4%. The economy is booming. 5.2% GDP growth in the last quarter. Those are facts you don't hear on Fox News. 14 million jobs, 10 times more than the last That was a lightning round. Now, on March 31st. Bidenomics, he's selling good for yeah by the way he's st- biden has stopped saying this i know you notice this yeah it's he has not said yeah. it in a month i know he's not said he he was touting bidenomics constantly and all of a sudden he's just completely stopped saying it right let me play one more here this is uh desantis showing a map of of san francisco watch this this is a map of san francisco <laughs> there's a lot of plots on that you may be asking what is that plotting well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing <laughs> is covered because laugh. that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own people. Incredible. Just, he was stunning. He was stunning last night. And this is one of the things. Gavin Newsom, in theory, is much better than Gavin Newsom in reality. Oh, yeah. This idea that this is always a younger guy, he's a good-looking guy, he's well-spoken. Watch him. All you can say watching that television screen last night, any rational observer would look at Gavin Newsom and just think the word douche. That is who that guy is. I know it's not the nicest way to put it. I got it. But that is all you would think about watching him. And the idea that this is their bench, this is the guy that they're depending on for the future of the party. Right. It should give you incredible optimism for the future of conservatism. All right, let me tell you about Tunnel to Towers, our sponsor this half hour. Out of the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers uh, Foundation rises up like a phoenix from the ashes. Uh, It's been delivering on its promises to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. These are the people who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Let me tell you about Sergeant Dustin DeMonte from Bristol, Connecticut, fatally shot in a domestic violence incident. He left behind two children and a wife pregnant with their third. Thanks to your generosity and that of those like you, Tunneled Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, helping them to not have to worry about, Mom, how are we making the payment for the house? Don't worry, kids. We're going to be fine. And she's awake all night, tossing and turning, thinking she's going to lose the house. This is what they do, and they do it with your help. You can help by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. T, the number 2T.org. Tunnel to Towers. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. In case you didn't know, the things you do with your money matter. You can often affect change in the country as much with your wallet or some big debate moment. Um, You know, elections matter, of course, but you can change things with uh, where you put your money as much or more than where you put your vote. One way of doing this is, of course, by buying things that are made in America. And I mean, actually made in America, because a lot of people will say they make their products in America. But surprise, surprise, they're not actually doing that. 
It's hard to know who to trust sometimes, but one place you can trust is American Giant. Really good people, really good clothing, and stuff that's going to last for a really long time. This is true American quality, a product with merit made by people in this country for a fair wage. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled right here in America. And you're not just buying the clothing, you're investing in the process that will help save our country. We need to get back to the American spirit of American manufacturing. And American Giant is doing their part. The cotton, the milling, the cutting, the sewing, it's all 100% American. And look, you're going to look around, you're going to find a cheaper hoodie somewhere. You can probably do that, but why would you want to? You can get high quality and you can get the, uh, you know, you can support the things that you actually believe in when you support American Giant. The American Giant patch means something, and there's an American Giant in all of us. So go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash G-L-E-N-N. Man, I apologize. We were so, so focused on Gavin Newsom's teeth and slime that we uh, somehow or another missed... Um, Buddy the Elf, uh, who apparently was in studio with us, uh, theelf.net. This guy has the mannerisms oh, yeah. of Buddy the Elf like crazy. He's got them all down. Yeah, he's for sure. got them down. He does. Uh, theelf.net. So, uh, all right, let's see. Um, coming up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about cognitive, cognitive security. What happened yesterday uh in congress was truly remarkable did you watch any of it did you see any of it i saw a little bit of it yeah. okay mm-hmm. and read about it as well remarkable on the the plan of attack from the democrats it was to say that all of this was a conspiracy theory and they kept bringing up how much donald trump was a nazi and it, like, it, was, it was like two, it was honestly watching two worlds yeah. and one was in, you know, they were in parallel worlds. They were both in session at a hearing, but one world was talking about Nazis and uh, Donald Trump. And the other one was talking about the federal government now not only spying on people, but. Um, using cognitive surveillance um, and cognitive technology to change people's minds without them knowing it. And we're now at that point where we've been doing this show together long enough that I can totally picture these roles being reversed. Like, if you go back to the George W. Bush era, there were these these types of hearings and uh, about how evil the government was and how they were spying on you and how they were looking, there was surveillance all the time. And it was the Democrats who were saying, this is terrible. We should never let this happen. And it's like, I don't think it was as real back then as it is now, although there were germs of it. And we talked about that. There were the seeds. Yeah. There were. That was a problem. Yeah. Um, I think it's much, much worse now. Oh, and now the Democrats don't care at all because they're the ones utilizing the power. And that's the deal. I don't understand. If you actually cared, if you actually cared, you, you would now be saying, yeah, told you so. Thank you. And, for instance, on the Patriot Act and on all of this security, right after 9-11, I was dumb enough to be for it for a while. And I was like, you know what? It's not going to change. We need to have these tools, blah, blah, blah. But then I warned as well, 
But remember, all they have to do is change the definition of terrorism or terrorist, mm-hmm. and they get you. And you always, always argued for sunsets. Yes. You always argued for these policies to go away once we got past a, uh, uh, you know, the pre- clear and present immediate danger. danger. And they didn't. No. And now it's morphed and they've changed the, the definition of terrorist. Now it's you. Now it's you. Not Islamic terrorists from overseas or coming across our border. You. And uh, even the authors of the Patriot Act said this is not how it was designed. Like they 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 took what was you know probably a, a overreach of a policy, but understandable maybe in the context of the moment, and expanded that to r- oh, ridiculous yeah. levels. Um, and now the it's gone Accord way beyond even yeah. what we could have imagined back then. You know that the progressives, uh, the real hard left, is joining the Republicans in the House, saying, "Don't renew FISA." Yeah, I, I mean, look, and, and I hope that I hope that happens. That would be a consist if they stuck with that. That would be a consistent view. Yes, it would, and and they should. Would. They deserve credit. Like, I, yeah. look, I, even though I would disagree with a lot of the things, uh, you know, the far far left does. Unlike people like Biden and a lot of the people that are the more mainstream representatives of the Democratic Party, they are typically consistent. I mean, you know. Is Elon Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib were anti-Semitic before October seventh, and they remain October uh, c- consistent. They keep they're just as anti-Semitic, maybe more than they were before. Um, that's not a, that's not to their credit, but it does show that they actually believe something and will say it. They yes. will say that you know from the river to the sea, before and after a big news event like this. Mm-hmm. You see, with people in uh, in the Democratic circles, kind of in the mainstream circles. They'll move. I mean, Joe Biden has been basically at the center of the Democratic Party in every single era uh, of the Democratic Party for 50 years. That's mm-hmm. that's not reality. Right? Like that. No, you wouldn't just find yourself there over and over and over again. I'm tough on crime in the 90s, you know, and now I want to fund the police like that doesn't just happen. You know, yes, you can change your mind. But the fact that he kind of always finds himself square in the middle Right in between the far left and the and the more conservative members, if there are any anymore, uh, that's not a coincidence. Well, you're kind of, I think, giving him a pass for all of the policies that his administration is doing, right? Because that's not no. in the center of between us. No, in the center of the Democratic Party. Oh, not okay, in the yeah, center yeah. of America. Okay, okay the center yeah, of the Democratic okay. Party. Like yeah. he'll always have that. Like, well, I'm not quite AOC. He's been saying that for 50 years. Yes. I, who's the craziest liberal? I'm not quite that guy. I swear. And I'm, I'm not certainly quite not conservative. Jesse Helms, but I hug him. <laughs> I hug him. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you about college. You don't have to go to college. I was saying to my son, Hillsdale is online. Uh, MIT, online, free. Now, you're not going to get the credits for it, but you need the education. That's all you need. I want you to, I I urge you, I urge you to go to hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. These are these are courses that you can check out. Let me recommend highly Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. All of us should take this. It's free. It is free. No cost. 
easy to get started. You take it at your own time. So uh, you, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Educate yourself and your family. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. Do it now. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. America. Um, let me just give you some breaking news. Uh, former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor has died. She was 93 years old. Um, we thank her for a, a life of, of service to the country. Um, I am always asked, Glenn, what is, what's the most concerning thing? What is the thing that's coming that can kill us, that will knock us out? I used to debate that until this week. There was a story that broke this week that no one is paying attention to. The mainstream media certainly is, and, and it, everything that is happening, this is dwarfed by it. This will mean not just the end of our republic, but the end of sovereignty in your life. No, beyond that, the loss of all free will. This is happening right now, and by the time we hit the election, it may be too late to stop it. But this is the knockout punch for freedom. And I'm gonna tell you all about it next. First, let me tell you about uh, Legacy Box. Legacy Box preserves your family members, uh, your family members, uh, memories, you are the one member of your family that has to be the historian. You have to preserve everything that you have in your family 
uh, and that is the pictures, the videotapes, all those. I, I honestly, I have had, uh, I, I, I don't know what to call it, but a, like a video cassette recorder, little teeny thing. I don't even know what format it was. I really don't. You need to make sure that all of that stuff is preserved. And you can do that now in the best way and the cheapest way all year. Legacy Box. Legacy Box is having the best sale they've had ever. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck, an unreal 65% off during the Legacy Box Cyber Week event. That's this week. Limited quantities ready to sh- ship. This deal is going to go fast. Shop Legacy Box lowest price of the year, 65% off. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Okay, yesterday there was a very important hearing in Congress on the weaponization of the federal government. And I knew it would be a wake-up call um, about how close we are to living Orwell's 1984. But in a surprising way, it was even more disturbing to me. And, you know, in the super boring way that all government hearings are. I'm going to spare you from having to watch all of it. I have clips from it and then go watch all of it. I want to summarize what happened. The hearing started with a speech from the Democrat ranking member about how there is absolutely positively none, zero evidence that the government colluded with social media to censor people. Okay, this was the first five minutes. My eyes were ready to pop out of my head, but this is old news. We already know there's evidence. We've already seen the Twitter files and everything else. But then she continued on that theme. And then the Democratic committee members decided to talk about, instead of the uh, government colluding with social media to strangle the First Amendment to death, they didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to talk about Donald Trump. Seriously. They brought in a witness, a former Homeland Security and counterterrorism advisor to Mike Pence, to talk about how Trump is literally Hitler. In your testimony, you cited violent language increasingly incendiary language being invoked by President Trump about his so-called enemies. One of the words he used was vermin. What does that echo in your mind? Anyone else come to mind historically who referred to enemies of the state as vermin? Yes, the horrible Hitler. And Goebbels. Yeah, and Stalin and probably Mao. Uh, Not good people. Not good people. But here she is echoing what every Democratic member said other than that Trump is Hitler, he wants to ban all Muslims, overthrow the government, and he's going to start exterminating people. Now, here's the second part of her testimony. Weaponization of the federal government is a serious topic that requires sober analysis. Unfortunately, what we see here today and what we have seen from this committee over the past year is instead a politically motivated fantasy detached from reality. Members of this committee and their witnesses make grand and vague accusations about government censorship, but those foggy allegations are refuted by the facts that private social media companies moderating content on their own, private platforms, is not government censorship. Oh my gosh. It is those private companies exercising their own First Amendment rights to rid their platforms of misinformation. There is a treasure trove of documents. You will not believe when you go down this rabbit hole and you must, you must go down this rabbit hole. 
When you go down the rabbit hole of what was released this week, and I'm going to go into it here in a second, you will see the actual documents and emails. All right. It was like watching two unrelated hearings playing over each other at the same time. At one moment, there were witnesses talking about how our government is using psychological warfare against its own citizens. And then, boom, Trump is Hitler. We live in two separate realities. It's like half the country recently came from an alternate universe, which got melded into ours in some cosmic storm or I don't know, maybe this is global warming or something. And sometimes the portal rips open and the two universes sit side by side, yet totally separate. We're talking about how social media is colluding with the government. This is not just censorship colluding with the government and the documents prove the U.S. intel and military industrial complex to literally change the way people in America think. They are operating government psyops on Americans. This is brainwashing. This is Manchurian candidate stuff. This is this is Ray Bradbury. This, I mean, this is the worst of the worst. And they didn't want to talk about it. This is a major issue. And we've got less than a year. And if we don't solve this, we're done. Now, I watched two men who both, I think, were both lefties. Okay? They were both Democrats and lefties at one point. But they are actual journalists. Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, former Democrats, Debating with a Democratic congresswoman who, so helped me, was arguing that because there was only 35% of URLs labeled, removed, or soft-blocked, that that was evidence that there's no censorship. And you could hear Matt Taibbi say, kind of under his breath, 35% of the First Amendment. Okay. But at the same time, Pence's former advisor was saying, the only weaponization of the government we need to worry about is Trump who isn't even in the government right now. And since he's Hitler, you know, wouldn't it be best to get a hold of this government censorship apparatus before your Hitler comes back? I have to tell you, there, there was also this bizarre effort to equate free speech on the Internet with horrific crimes. Listen to this. This is one congresswoman, Democrat, asking Matt Taibbi if he was OK with having rape live streamed online. Here it is. Mr. Taibbi, yes or no. Should social media companies allow rape and murder to be live streamed by terrorists on their platforms in order to create fear and incite violence? I believe that would violate their terms of service, would it so, not? So your answer is no, it, it should not do, they, they should not be allowed to do that. Live stream rape and murder? No, right. I, think that, I think that would count as speech that would be prohibited under their ter- terms good, of service. Good, good. It's not speech, it's crime. It's rape and murder. That's not speech. I have to play one more clip of a Democratic congressman calling the whole thing a conspiracy. But in doing so actually explained what was happening oh so very well. If we really want to talk about the weaponization of the federal government, we should talk about it, and that's Donald Trump. That's not this grand, crazy conspiracy of how the uh, administration has 
utilize the social media companies against whom the First Amendment does not apply in order to suppress speech. Thank goodness many of the committee members recognize that. So an agency funded and created by the government, a partnership funded and created by the, gar- partnership, or by the government's number one stated goal is to censor true information. And whole narratives, whole ways of thinking. That should terrify everybody, Democrat, Republican, independent, yeah. young, old, anybody else. This is so critical to understand in whole thinking. This is not about the old censorship. Twitter was censoring. That's not this. There is censorship. But now we have added covert operations run and funded by the Pentagon, run by our military industrial complex in public-private partnerships to destroy the lives, not only the narrative, but to then destroy the lives of those who the government needs to be silenced, even if they know it to be true. Then active disinformation run by puppet voices and bots to get you to think a different way. And it's not just about misinformation that's out there. They want to block anyone on any narrative that might disagree with the government's narrative and do that in advance. Remember, Michael added something really important here. Whole narratives whole ways of thinking let me take one minute and then i'm going to come back and i'm going to explain that to you jeffrey wrote in about his experience with relief factory said i i just want to send a message of thanks i am free of pain in my knee and lower back which means i can keep my auto detailing business going let me tell you it was touching the go there for a while and i'm working hard thank you jeffrey you got your life back Good for you. Thank you for trying Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free, developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. A million people plus have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit. 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. It's 1995. It comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee. So give it a try, please. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. No better gift for yourself or a loved one than feeling good again. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800, the number 4-RELIEF. 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, what we're talking about here is different, and it is so, I'm telling you, this is the end of not our country, not just of freedom, but of your free will. What the Lord sent you down here to explore and control your own free will. We are talking about the very basics of evil, taking away man's free will, and it'll happen without you even knowing it, because this is about reshaping the story of your life. Why did they have us memorize dates and names in history to destroy the story of America? Because life is made up of stories. 
Our brain processes everything in a story. That's why movies are so effective. That's why books are so effective, because it's in a story form, and that's the way we remember things and process things. All of these stories, all of our experiences, all of these things shape your thoughts, which shape your behavior. So if you change the stories, you change everything. Now think about this. If the story in your head is that all brunettes are vampires, are you going to de- to date a brunette? I mean, unless you like the blood sucked out of your neck. And I'm talking about actually believing things. Not, not just, oh, I read that on the internet. But you have been shaped to believe that all brunettes are vampires or all Trump supporters are terrorists or all Jews are vermin. Don't tell me it can't happen. It has over and over again. But we're not talking about the old style of Goebbels. It's a silly example with a vampire, but you get the stories that we tell ourselves create the reality that we perceive. If you control the story in a person's mind as an individual, you control the person. If I could control everything that somebody saw and I could tweak and I could send them certain stories, I could get them to kill someone. If they were unstable, or if I had unlimited means to all of their information, I could get them to kill. And if you think that our government can't or won't do that, you're mistaken. That is what they're doing. This is what we're talking about. Cognitive security. Most important two words that you have to learn. You've got to learn this right now. Cognitive security. Michael Schellenberger only barely got to speak about it. It's very easy to see the line in CISA. They say they're covering physical security, cybersecurity, but they added a third one, cognitive security, which is basically attempting to control the information environment and how people think about the world, including the stories that they tell. Okay, in the founding documents of, of uh, CTIL, the, the group that started this as a public-private partnership and then funded by the military, um, and now right in bed with the government, um, they talk about how the government used to be able to control the media because you had three networks, and they can't do that, and it is important for them to be able to do that. Let me give you an example. Now, this is old-timey. This is the way it was working. Do you remember the COVID death counters? CNN, major media platforms, they all had those death counters. Well, seeing that every day shaped the way people saw the world. If you were on the right, you most likely weren't as affected by it because Fox didn't do it all the time. CNN had it on the screen the entire time. That shaped the world for you, the way you saw the world. 
if you were watching that and saw that every time you were getting the news, the world became more dangerous. You think more about death. You think more about your own death. You didn't want to take any risks. You decided to play it safe. Look how dangerous this is. Anybody against anything the government is saying is a danger, is trying to kill people. That's the story that changed our behavior. That's the government, and that's why the government has interest in controlling all of the media landscapes. Some people spend more time online than any place else, more time online than they do in real life. Online is their reality. The people they see online are as formative as the people they see in, see in real life and maybe more important. Now, let me hash this out for you. Let's say you're a young, insecure girl who wants to be popular who's uncomfortable in her changing bodies, as quite frankly, all girls are, and I would say many boys are at that age, and is watching TikTok all day. And she is fed a constant feed of LGBTQ, transgender people, and everybody looks happier than she is. They're popular, they're confident, they're affirmed. And without the story of high levels of depression that they're facing, even after they transition... Without the story of those once young girls who had been encouraged to have their bodies mutilated at their young age and are now suing the adults that wielded the knife and killed that girl's hopes of ever having a reasonable life as a woman and a mother. Without that part of the story, of course they're going to decide to start taking home hormones because I want to be more like that person. They're happy. They're affirmed. They're popular. They're not confused anymore about their body. Because the story those young girls are being fed, that people who take hormones and have their breasts removed are happier, they believe it. That's the power of stories. So it matters who controls the media landscape. Now, I do not want to control the media landscape in any way. I am not for silencing of anybody's opinion, especially LGBTQ voices. I No. But I am saying we need to stop pretending that 30% of our population is confused or LGBTQ or XYZ+. Let's stop pretending that the reasonable argument that was people sometimes are born that way no longer is the argument. Gender is fluid. You can decide whatever and whenever you want. Compassion and love cannot be given without truth. Truth is paramount. Program. And that's what this program is trying to stop. More in, in just a minute. The Ministry of Preborn is uh, making a change in this country. It will last uh, throughout the generations uh, of time. For $28, you can help a mom choose life. Now, all week, actually, just a couple of days ago, Tanya and I offered to match dollar for dollar $100,000 if you would send in five, and I'll match your five. Um, we blew through that. Then somebody else came in, uh, and they matched the next 100000 then somebody came in and matched the other. We're at 500. How much? It was 566 as of yesterday. As of yesterday. Don't have an update today. But if we can get up to the number of what? 800,000. 800,000. 
we will save as many babies that were saved from the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Okay? We will save as many as were saved in the last six months just because of all the laws changed. Incredible. That's an incredible thing to be a part of. Go to preborn.com slash Beck and donate now. It's a, a 100% match right now. Preborn.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save. All right. I want to give you some solutions and I want to continue our conversation about uh, what is happening with our federal government. It is not just about censorship. This is about brainwashing. This is about 1984. This is because of social media algorithms, AI Coming AGI, if we're not almost already there now, uh, and uh, the way we can control the media, it is it's extraordinarily dangerous. This is a power that is fire. If you don't control it, it will control you and you won't even know it. So Michael Schellenberger uh, referenced yesterday in a congressional hearing a group called CISA. It's an acronym. It stands for Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency. It is under the Department of Homeland Security. It's funded, funded by the National Science Foundation. Did you know that the National Science Foundation was funding brainwashing? Cognitive security is what they're calling it. They worked with big tech to censor Americans, sometimes directly, sometimes through intermediaries. Now, there's the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. This one is the CTIL. That's another name you need to be aware of. In a nutshell, we just found out that they've been using PSYOPs against the United States citizen. You. PSYOPs. This is what Michael Schellenberger said in his written testimony that after hours, they never even got to. The U.S., and this is all backed by documentation, the U.S. and U.K. military contractors were working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Do you remember when the American Spring, or I'm sorry, the um, Egyptian, what was that? Arab Spring. When the Arab Spring happened, and I told you we were behind that, Facebook and others, along with our State Department, they were using the media, the social media apps, and we fomented that. And everybody said I was crazy. The lady who is running uh, or one of the people that is running the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, she admits in some of her uh, emails and documents that she was the one running the Arab Spring operation for us. Okay, then we took that and we overthrew the uh, former president of Ukraine 
And I said, when that was happening, they're going to use the same thing on us. Here it is. And this is the end. This is what Schellenberger said. It's, uh, it is a operation, psychological operation and disinformation tactic developed abroad, Arab Spring and the color revolutions. And now they're using it against the American people. Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger have labeled this not censorship. It's the censorship industrial complex. The online world is being completely weaponized against you. The government is part of it, if not leading, and it is not a conspiracy theory. It is a fact. And the Democrats, what they did yesterday, trying to change the subject and trying to say, oh, well, this is just a conspiracy theory. It shows because they were in literal lockstep on this shows they know and they're protecting it. This is a war for your thoughts. I don't want Trump to have it. I don't want DeSantis to have it. I don't want anyone to have this power. The people we're up against are experts, and they will change your story, what you think, how you think, bit by bit, and you won't even notice. It's mind control. And it is, it is so brilliant because it's boring mind control, and it's fingerprintless. There are no mind chips. You're not shocked into a hypnotic state. They don't have to use drugs. They control all of the little things that you see every day that seem insignificant. But your life is actually just a blend of all those little things that see you see and happen to you. The food you eat, the things you buy, the movies you watch, the people you follow, the places you go. That's your life. And in the digital era, your life plays out on the backdrop of the media, social and otherwise landscape. So who is it that is trying to control us? Who's making these decisions? This is a a long clip, but I want to play it. Because in it, Matt Taibbi asks that very question. Listen. There's been a dramatic shift in attitudes about speech in this country, and many politicians now clearly believe the bulk of Americans can't be trusted to digest information on their own. This mindset imagines that if we see one clip from RT, we'll stop being patriots, that once exposed to hate speech, we'll become bigots ourselves automatically, that if we read even one Donald Trump tweet, we'll become insurrectionists. Having come to this conclusion, the government agencies like the DHS and the FBI and the quasi-private agencies uh, who do anti-disinformation work have taken upon themselves the paternalistic responsibility to sort out for us what is and is not safe. While they see great danger in allowing others to read controversial material, it's taken for granted that they themselves will be immune to the dangers of speech. This leads to the one inescapable question about these new anti-disinformation programs that is never discussed, but needs to be. Who does this work? Stanford's Election Integrity Project helpfully made a graphic showing the quote-unquote external stakeholders involved in their content review operation. It showed four columns, government, civil society, platforms, and media. There's one group that's conspicuously absent from that list, 
people, ordinary people. Hmm. Whether America continues the informal sub Rosa censorship system uh, we've seen in the, Twitter in the Twitter files or the Facebook files, or whether it formally adopts something like Europe's draconian new Digital Services Act, it's already abundantly clear who won't be involved in this kind of work. There'll be no dock workers doing content flagging, no poor people from inner city neighborhoods, no single moms pulling multiple waitressing jobs, no immigrant store owners or Uber drivers. These programs will always feature a tiny, rarefied sliver of affluent professional class Americans censoring a huge and ever-expanding pool of everyone else. Take away the highfalutin talk about countering hate and reducing harm, and anti-disinformation is just a bluntly elitist gatekeeping exercise. You must stand for the First Amendment, and I'm, I'm going to shame you a little bit. There are five, five rights listed in the First Amendment. Do you know what they are? If you can't name all five right now, I'm going to soft shame you. You should know that. Find out what those are right now. Find out what those first five rights are in the First Amendment. You should know all of the Ten Amendments. Because if you don't know them, you're going you're gonna to lose them. No one should want the government involved in shaping our stories. Not left, not right, not Democrat, independent, Republican. No one. Only fascists, communists, authoritarians, um, theists want that. Your story is yours, and the government has no business being in it. Now, I'm going to spend just two minutes on what Schellenberger says we can do. Congress needs to defund and dismantle government organizations involved in censorship. Totally dismantle it. They need to abolish CISA. That's the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Information Security Agency. You can only give Section 230 protections, which gives social media companies the ability to moderate content without liability, to social medias who allow adult users to monitor their own legal content and tell the public their algorithms. Be transparent on the algorithms. You cannot allow the government to ask social media companies to censor speech or at least if they do, they must take all of those requests and publish them publicly at the very same time they're sending them to those media companies. So, you know, now those seem perfectly reasonable. Can Congress pull it off? Well, I will tell you, no one in the mainstream media is on this. No one. I have been reading strangely about the loss of free will because it fascinated me for the last 25 years. There has been this argument with these these philosophers who saw this time coming. And I read it 25 years ago and I'm like, what? I don't even understand this. I do understand this, and those philosophers that have been going back and forth on the loss of free will, does it exist in the future? The future is now. Now. And there's no going back from the loss of it. 
you've got to call your congressman. You have to. And very kindly, very politely say, please, please educate yourself on this. Please do look at all of the documents that Schellenberger has that they tried to um, uh, bring in to the weaponization of government. Please make this your priority. We're done without this. Please. Uh, I may not have the will to vote you in or out of office next time if we don't have this. Please stop this. Call your Democratic um, representatives and say, look, you're against disinformation. I'm against disinformation. You didn't even say to them, if you believe this, Donald Trump is a Nazi. I agree with you. Donald Trump is a Nazi. Let's stop these programs because there's a chance that Nazi takes control and nobody should have this power. But if we're really concerned about Donald Trump, you tell your Democratic representative, then we should stop this dead in its tracks now. This is a government intelligence agency industrial complex with not just us, but all five intelligence agencies from five eyes, the five biggest countries that are that share information. England is spying on us for us, and we're spying on their citizens for them. All of the documentation is there. It must stop. Educate yourself and politely, kindly, softly, any way you can convince them because they most likely don't know anything about this. Call them and urge them to educate themselves. This is the clear and present danger. This is the end of free will. And it's happening right now. Call them, please, today. All right, if you're a gun owner, um, you know as well as I do that there is nothing quite as satisfying as uh, hitting what you're aiming at. You also know that in order to do that on a regular basis, you have to practice. And I mean practice a lot. So the question is, how do you do that without dropping a fortune on ammunition and wasting the ammunition? What you need is a way to get in some good practice, whether you're using live ammo or not. What you need is a product called Mantis X. There's a lot of great products out there. This one is unique. It's high tech. It's easy to use. It's widely used by the military, and that's what makes it unique. It started with the shooters in the Marines, and now it's used all across the board. It will help you improve your shooting quickly because you're going to attach this little device on the end of your firearm. You're going to connect it then via Bluetooth to an app on your smartphone or your tablet. You have your tablet sitting right there. You can be in your house just dry firing, or you can be at the range. Whether you're shooting actual rounds or not, doesn't matter. It will give you feedback on how you're holding the gun, how you're aiming the gun, and what happens when you begin to pull that trigger. 94% of the, sugar, the shooters improve within 20 minutes of using uh, Mantis X. It's truly a remarkable system. It shows you what you just did and how to fix it instantaneously. It's amazing. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
I'm running so far behind. I was going to tell you a story. I promised you yesterday that I would tell you a story at this time about a, a real-life scenario that just happened that's destroyed a whole family because they use the old-timey kind of uh, system to get somebody to act in the way they wanted them to act. This We know this from what we do know and can verify from uh, January 6th. We know the FBI was involved. We know that the FBI was there. We know that some of the same FBI people that were um, with the Gretchen Whitmer case, which those people were, were they went away. They, were, they went free because it was entrapment. The FBI went in and was suggesting and helping and pushing it along. We, the, the only reason why that those people aren't in jail is because you actually had the physical evidence of these guys who were involved in it. With this cognitive kind of surveillance, there's no evidence left behind. There's no way out. The, the person just does it and they think, well, it was just my thought, when it wasn't. And it will destroy our freedom of will and our country. We'll have more on this on Monday. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Rough Greens, our sponsor this half hour for The Blaze. Owning a dog's huge responsibility. Taking care of their basic needs isn't always as simple as it might seem. If you're, if you're feeding your dog kibble food, for instance, you're not giving them uh, all the nutrition that they need. I got up this morning, Tanya is um, out of the house, and I just, I fed Uno. And uh, took him outside for a walk, and he was he's limping so badly. I just it's killing me to watch him slow down. But he has lasted longer than any of our other German shepherds and had a better, longer life of good without all the pain. And I think it's because of rough greens. I can't prove that to you, but I really think it's because of rough greens. Uh, and I'm so grateful for the dog that they have preserved and given me for so long. Roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Final hour of the week coming up. tell you how ugh, oh. reading the news uh, yesterday on Elon Musk after he went on CNBC and said you know if you don't if you were trying to blackmail me uh, you know go F yourself uh, I don't want you to advertise on X well oh, the media most likely media matters went and, and asked wait a minute wait a minute did you hear what he said and now how do you feel about advertising? And they said, now they for sure won't return because he said that. Oh, okay, that's news somehow. Let me tell you the truth about Elon Musk 
media matters and what's really going on and the strategy that has failed every time, however, could work for Elon this time. I'll explain in 60 seconds. First, alarm bells are ringing all over the U.S. economy. Moody's just downgraded our credit outlook to negative. That's not just number crunching. It is a dire, dire warning about our growing debts and sinking ability to pay them off. It is high time we wake up to the real state of our nation's finances. Amidst all of the chaos, there is a glimmer of stability, and it is gold. With the Middle East boiling over, we haven't even gotten to the story that the ceasefire is over. It's back to going after Hamas and the United States. I, did you? I mean, I couldn't believe Blinken said this, that Israel doesn't have the credit to be able to uh, have a long-range war. What, is that a threat? What does that even mean, Anthony Blinken? Anyway, world's unstable. The best thing you can do is call Goldline right now and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Just 10 5%, 10% of what you have saved, please look at physical silver or gold and find out if it's right for you. The people that can handle this and help you uh, with no pressure is Goldline. Call them right now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So yesterday I posted something on uh, X um, and it's about Elon Musk. You know, he's going after Media Matters. And after I watched him uh, on CNBC, I understood his viewpoint, been there, understood exactly what he is really saying. I'm not going to sell my soul. Uh, and as he's on CNBC, he is making the point of screw you. It's only money. And I believe in things more than money. So I, I posted something as doing, I guess, well on X. And I would ask for you to go to my, uh, my X account and just go to Glenn, at Glenn Beck and, uh, look for this post and repost it because everyone needs to know the kill switches on free speech and they're not, they're not organic. Okay. Here's what I wrote. Elon, keep fighting the system. It is corrupt and you are right about media matters. I've worked at CNN and Fox. You would not believe how many journalists base not only their stories, but also their worldview after, uh, after the media matter emails and posts. You should also look into the rat's nest of the Pointer Institute. If you're somebody that is interested in how the press works, you should, you should frequent the Pointer Institute website. It is a horror show. An absolute horror show. They have darn near been demanding that journalists tell a story over reporting facts. What they preach, teach, and fund is straight-up propaganda. And I also know how media matter works. Cheryl Atkinson wrote a great book on how all of it works. She explains how they develop their current strategies, the ones they're using against X, when they tried to destroy my voice years ago. Example. Let me introduce you to Angelo Caruso. 
He's now the chairman and president of Media Matters. How do I know him? Because back in the day, he was just a loner in his mom's basement. He was a guy who started the first advertiser boycott of my show. He brags about it now on his Media Matters bio. Media Matters latched on to this kid in the basement, and today he runs the place. Many times they gathered a list of the names of advertisers that would not advertise on my show anymore. They never advertised on my program. And many of them uh, were the demand was, I think, at gunpoint that they promised never to advertise on the Glenn Beck program. A great example is when Media Matters announced that Mercedes Benz would never allow advertising on my program. Well, at the time, my show had been on the air for 30 years and they had never advertised with me. Media Matters tried to make it look like they rejected me because I was some sort of Nazi. Meanwhile, the world has pictures of Hitler riding around waving while inside of a Mercedes product. So I welcomed the fight with Mercedes on who really loved the Nazis. You said at the New York Times deal book summit that this is blackmail. I believe it's closer to economic terrorism. Many times companies go with Media Matters demands, not because they agree with them, but rather because they are being told, if you don't, then we'll let our radicals loose on you as well. Economic terrorism. But Media Matters only exists because of a well-funded network of radicals and far-left donors continue to prop it up. Keep following the money. Soros, Act Blue, Arabella Advisors, 1630 Fund, New Venture Fund, Hopewell Fund. In 2021, Soros Associated Groups gave at a minimum hundreds of thousands of dollars to Media Matters, and they have likely given millions in total since it was founded in 2004. In 2010 alone, Soros himself donated $1 million directly to Media Matters to be used to destroy my voice. The Ford Foundation, another finance, uh, financier of uh, radical causes, gave $4 million to Media Matters from 2010 to 2015. Other far-left organizations behind Media Matters include the Tides Foundation, Soros, MoveOn.org, Soros, the De- Democracy Alliance, Soros, which together have funneled billions to groups like Media Matters in the past decade alone. Oh, and let's not forget Hillary Clinton. In 2007, she bragged that she helped start and support Media Matters. Media Matters is a mouthpiece for the far left masquerading as a watchdog. It is a business that is built on lies and money from very dangerous people like Soros. If X wins the lawsuit, Media Matters may not survive. Good. It doesn't deserve to. You can find that post to Elon Musk on X and please retweet it and spread it as much as you can. Now, let me show you what Elon Musk is doing, in my opinion, and why it has never worked before and why it may work this time. Uh, Elon Musk, as I told you yesterday, I believe is the Tesla of our day. Okay. He picked the name Tesla, you know, for his car 
And I don't think it's just because of electricity. I think he identifies with the spirit of Nikolai Tesla. Nikolai Tesla believed in changing the world for good. He believed in things that other people could not see. He was either an absolute crazy genius, which he was, and that alone, or he was a crazy absolute genius that was also touched by God, which I believe. He was, he, we're still behind Nikolai Tesla. He thought way beyond where tech was even capable of being. And he was thinking about these things and not thinking about business or money. Tesla worried about the future and was trying to make it better. Then Tesla went to work for Edison early on, and Edison ripped his ideas off and never paid him for it. Uh, There was a dispute on a conversation. It doesn't matter. Uh, But this was Edison's way. He used people all the time. He was a very bad man. But Edison was the it girl at the time. He was he was the expert. He was he was the Elon Musk of our day. Okay. Media loved him, not this part of Elon Musk. Media loved him. The uber, uber rich loved him. The powerful loved him. Wall Street, Washington loved him. He was the expert, but he also had the people behind him and then all the power. That's what Tesla was up against. Okay. That's why Tesla is not remembered as well until recently as Edison. There's another person that fought all of this kind of power because they were an entrepreneur that saw the future, knew that it should be done this way, and was way ahead of his time. His name was Howard Hughes. He's the guy who started TWA. When I was growing up, he was the richest man in the world. He was into airplane design. He wanted to make air travel, jet travel affordable and competitive. So who was he standing against? What was the power that he was standing against? A company named Pan Am that went out of business, I think, in the late 70s or early 80s. Okay, Pan Am. To show you that they had so much influence on the media, they they controlled so much. Let me ask you, Pan Pan Am Airlines. Can you tell me the color of their stewardess uniforms? Blue. Light blue. Now, I know why I know that. Why do you know that? Especially if you weren't around for Pan Am Airlines. Either because of one movie or because it's ubiquitous that was the stewardess okay that what that's where the mile high club came from that's all the legendary times of stewardesses and everything else that's where this came from they had the people howard hughes went against them he had the pan am had control of all the big money wall street washington the media Here's the film version of him fighting the machine of Pan Am in a congressional hearing. This is from The Aviator. Listen. My reputation's being destroyed, so I might as well lay the cards on the table. 
Senator Brewster, if you hadn't have gone too far overboard, if you hadn't put the red-hot iron in my side, I might have been willing to take a shellacking in this publicity spree of yours. I might have been willing to sit back and take a certain amount of abuse, simply because, well, well, I am only a private citizen, whereas you are a senator with all sorts of powers. But I think this goddamn circus has gone on long enough. White sufficient. You have called me a liar, sir, in the press. You have called me a liar and a thief and a war profiteer. Witness will restrain his Why comments. not tell the truth for once, Senator? Why not tell the truth that this investigation was really born on the day that TWA first decided to fly to Europe? On the day that TWA first invaded Juan Tripp's territory. Sit down, Mr. Hughes. On the day that TWA first challenged the generally accepted theory that only Juan Tripp's great Pan-American Airways had the sacred right to fly the Atlantic. We're not here to make a speech. Okay, so he he lost. He lost. Um, TWA went out later. Uh, so did Pan Am. Howard Hughes, and partly because he went crazy, um, How- Howard Hughes is not remembered for the innovator that he was by the general public. Okay, there's one other person that I want to compare to Elon Musk. And then I'll tie it together for the lesson that all of us need to take. And I learned this one when I was eight years old. Back in 60 seconds, uh, Veronica wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, I have a 12-year-old Labrador, and, uh, and after one week of giving her Rough Greens, we saw crazy improvement. Her eyes became clearer. I had to look twice when she came bounding up the stairs. She hadn't done that in a long time. This product is amazing. Thank you for spreading the word on Rough Greens. Veronica, thank you for writing in. Thanks for trying it. Now, Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on your dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the green stuff. And if it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens want you to have the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. All you have to do is go to ruffgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Or roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. Tesla. Not really recognized until after his life. Uh, Howard Hughes, kind of a mixed bag with him, but up until the aviator, most people didn't know who he was. Um, so who do we have? Who do we have left? One more person. Orson Welles. Orson Welles became a joke by the end of his life. Okay. He was fat. He never completed really any pictures, although he made what now for 50 or 60 years was the number one movie of all time. The one that everyone says was the best, but it was made in the 1940s and it wasn't until the 1960s that anybody recognized it because most people had never seen it. Somebody found a decaying copy in the vault 
of RKO and looked at it and went, oh, my gosh, this is brilliant. But it had destroyed Orson Welles' career. Why? Because he stood against the guy who literally owned the media. He controlled the, the people who reported on movies. He controlled the newspapers. He also just destroyed the reputation of Orson Welles, who thought because he was a big radio star and people knew his name and liked him, but they didn't actually know him. They liked him. They thought, oh, he thought I could I'll fight. I'll fight William Randolph first. He didn't realize how much of the media was controlled by William Randolph Hearst and what that really meant. William Randolph Hearst was Jeff Bezos times 10, and he owned all of the major newspapers and everything else. The fight was for, from Citizen Kane, and it was released. All copies William Randolph Hearst wanted destroyed. It opened and it closed. It ran... But only because of this. This is from RKO 281, which is a fantastic movie about the making of Citizen Kane. This is uh, Liv Shriver playing Orson Welles, talking to the board of directors, a Jewish board of directors of RKO. Listen. Today, a man from Germany uh, invaded Greece. He's already swallowed uh, Poland, Denmark, Norway, and Belgium. He is bombing London as I speak. Everywhere this man goes, he crushes the life and the freedom of his subjects. He sows yellow stars on their lapels. He takes their voices. In this country, we, uh, we still have our voices. We can argue with them, and we can sing. And we can be heard because we are, for the moment, free. No one can tell us what to say or how to say it, can they? Gentlemen, I am one voice, that is all. My picture is one voice, one view, one opinion, nothing more. Men are dying in Europe now, and Americans soon will be, so that we can surmount the tyrants and the dictators. Will you send a message across America that one man can take away our voices? So, who is Mr. Hurst? And who is Mr. Wells? <laughs> well, Mr. Hurst built a palace of brick and mortar and little wars and corpses piled high. Mr. Wells built a palace of illusion. It's uh, <laughs> what we call a matte painting. It's a camera trick. It's nothing. So, what does this mean? That everybody who has tried to fight power at this level, they eventually were recognized as the great men. But they generally failed. Why? Why? Because Edison had the public. 
why did Orson Welles fail? Because Hearst had the public. Why do all these guys fail? Because they didn't have the public. Elon Musk has the public. But unless he finds allies that will support him and keep his reputation alive and fight side by side, I fear it could end up the same way and we will all regret it long after he's dead. The Glenn Beck Program. The last day to get a huge discount on the Tuttle Twins free market rules curriculum. If you are looking for the perfect gift for your kids or grandkids this year, something that will not only entertain them, but also educate them, then this is it. Free market rules. It is a it has complex ideas in it, and it's made very, very simple and understandable for young minds. And it uses real world examples and exercises. If you're thinking about holiday gifts, the set of lessons right here on free market rules absolutely belongs on your list somebody has to educate our children on how the real world works uh this is the end of the 50 percent off cyber week sale so it's 50 percent off right now that ends this week and maybe today yeah today's the last day so tuttletwinsbeck.com go there now tuttletwinsbeck.com access this special cyber week deal get 50 percent off TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. Again, tonight, it's the last last moment you can do it, and it belongs under somebody that is younger, their tree this year. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. A great Christmas present for someone you love. Use the code Glenn and save 20 bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, big breaking news. Stop the music. This is important that we report on this update. Now breaking. Dateline, Washington, D.C. George Santos, a spell expelled from Congress. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. What? Yeah. George Santos, the person none of us had heard about like three weeks ago. He he's out. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. I'm stunned to hear it. Yeah. I also didn't know who he was three weeks ago, so I'm not exactly I, all that riveted. No way. I knew who he was after his oh, election yeah. because he was lying or something. He immediately turned into the biggest story in the whole world. This unknown congressman uh, suddenly became the biggest story in the world, according to the New York Times. They're writing about him okay, eight, so, ten times so a day. What did he say? What were the lies? He, well... Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. He, I'm actually, a lot of the lies he admitted to, was, okay. which was, he he said he worked at, I think it was like Morgan Stanley or some, some big bank and he didn't actually work there. He, okay, wait, 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 wait. So he said he had a job that he didn't have. I so like so, if yeah. you said, I was a truck driver and uh, and I used to drive these trucks and I remember driving these trucks and you you didn't ever drive trucks. So it'd be kind of like that? I guess, claim yeah. to have a job that mm-hmm. you didn't have. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. What other lie did he tell? He allegedly lied to donors and said uh, and used their money that was supposed to go for the campaign for things like Botox and OnlyFans. What's, on, what's OnlyFans? It's like uh, the way, well, I mean, it's a, you know, first of all, it's a very honest way to make a living. We should not look down on it at all oh, is this the one where you perform for money or whatever yeah, yeah. Okay. i mean it's some use it that way 
mm-hmm. you know, others, who knows which, what account. Well, what, uh, you know, don't know be, what he did. Uh, okay, he right. maybe went on some uh, gambling trips, allegedly. Okay. All right. Uh, personal okay. travel. All right. Um, he all right. allegedly lied to collect unemployment benefits. This is all from the left-wing media here. Okay. Uh, he allegedly co- uh, committed identity theft. He wow, allegedly so lied a, to Congress. So it's, he I mean, that's. Re- reimbursed himself for loans he didn't make. If all of those things were true. He lied about right. where he went to high school yeah. and college if, and that he worked on Wall Street. Okay. If all of those things are true, uh-huh. it would be like, I took money in bribe money, called it a loan, washed it through offshore accounts, had my son you know, take that money and deliver it and divide it up to the family. And then I got some of that. They money. wouldn't need nearly that bad. It would, that's not a terrible near. analogy because okay. it would not be that all right. bad at all. Okay. That, what you're talking about would be much, much, much worse, <laughs> especially if the really? person you were talking about had some notoriety of some sort. Right. Like if he was an important person in okay. our country. All right. And the person that used to drive a truck. That he never drove. There you go. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm shocked that uh, Santos is, you know, out. Yeah, it was 311 uh, to 114 was the vote. I think they needed 260 or 280 now, to remember, get him thrown out. So he's, he'll, he'll be thrown out to be doing a special election in New York eventually. Remember the guy who was uh, pulling the fire alarm to stop a vote? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's still there. He's still there. He's they totally didn't, they, fine. The Republicans were just too much of wusses to throw that guy out. Okay, something that you and I would go to jail for. Yeah, uh, they they couldn't bring themselves to throw no. him out. Yeah. I, I don't even know who this Santos guy is. He came no from one no one knows who he is. No one knew who he was. He's a completely, a completely invisible, but no, had no accomplishments. Is, was not right. He was, he had been in office for like a week. Is made there him into the biggest story in the country? Is there a chance he's a Sasha uh, 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 Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes, I am a full believer in this theory. I think this whole thing has been performance art. I don't think George Santos exists. I don't think he ever. I, I don't think now he's a real person. I'm not saying he's a fake AI person. I'm saying he is <laughs> okay. an actor, an actor who has decided to do a big piece of performance art where he's going to come out wow. and make some big point. He's about to reveal it now that he's been thrown out of Congress. You know who he sounds like? You know who Stu sounds like right now? And I'm just saying, lawyers, line up. Sound a little like Alex Jones in your performance art. <laughs> True. Hey, <laughs> there's a whole other theory on that. Yeah. One. But let, let me give you this. Tina Smith. Okay. Tina Smith. She is a uh, senator mm-hmm. from Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is on the Senate Committee on Health. Okay. Uh, pretty important role. Okay. Yeah. Um, she decided to uh, make a little purchase. She bought some uh, stock, $250,000 of stock, in a company called Tactile Systems, which, you know, everyone's been talking about. Everybody's been talking about, about that. that tactile one's, that's systems. a no-brainer. Now, uh, there's a, a Twitter account that goes through all the stock purchases mm-hmm. of the families. Yeah, yeah. I love those people. Uh, uh, and, and sees, are they making suspicious purchases? Uh, they call it one of the smallest companies they've ever seen a politician buy. Has almost no volume. No one knew anything. It was just this little tiny, tiny company invested $250,000 in this company. Since then, the stock has risen 43%. Holy. Now that's, I don't know, strange? Like, well, but she didn't have any knowledge or anything. She was just good speculator, right? Right. I Maybe. Who knows? We don't have any evidence. We don't know for sure. That's just a little blip from a, 
a senator, not a random congressman who's been in office for a day. This is a, a senator in a purplish state. This should be, you'd think, at least a story you know the media's asking questions this, about. This Santos thing, you know what this is? Persecution of a gay man and a gay congressman. This is a gay man, gay congressman. You're right. Yeah. I This is, okay, so he's a, he comes out of nowhere. No one knows who he is. He's a gay Republican, gets elected, suddenly has all these very easily disprovable lies, none of which come out until like a day before the election. Hmm. He, he is somehow uh, then put as on as the basically the face of the Republican Party for two <laughs> years. I've never even heard of the guy. He just becomes the face of the Republican Party. Right. And then gets thrown out of Congress. Now, my understanding is Bob Menendez is still in the Senate. <laughs> he He's still there. He is. This story's been going on for a decade. The All guy's right. still there. Okay, let me help you make sense of the world. Okay. Okay, let me help you make sense. Because I know that story doesn't make sense. But this one does. You know McDonald's has been in the news lately, having some troubles, right? I Well, yeah, there's been some, some there's talk. There's been some talk, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Well... They have announced today that they have been working on improving the Big Mac since 2016. <laughs> they are they are announcing today, after all of those years since 2016, how they've decided to improve the Big Mac. Okay, so this must be this is big, a big this is huge development right? on a Big Mac. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What they're going to do to the Big Mac, and I am not kidding you. They've been working on it since 2016. It's a long time. What they're Even, going to do to mm-hmm. make it better is they're going to include two smaller cooked all beef patties. So <laughs> they're, they're going making to reduce the patties. The they're reducing the size of the patties. They're adding more special sauce than fresh lettuce. Cheese and pickles. Wait, what were the, what was the, but wait a what was the lettuce mm-hmm. before? <laughs> well, apparently not fresh. Okay, okay. This uh-huh. is this is not. They're not saying fresh. They're saying fresher, fresher, because it came in a fresh bag right before. Like they came in a sealed sure, bag. Sure, and I doubt it does now. I think they're going down to the farmers market <laughs> really now to get it. Yeah, locally sourced. Love course. <laughs> now, here's the big thing. Yeah, here's the big thing. Mm-hmm. You're saying to yourself that doesn't sound necessarily like a good change. You'd think. You'd want to advertise making your beef patty bigger. Bigger. That would be something yeah. you'd be excited to announce. I don't know if they're going to advertise that it's smaller. Well, like, but why do we know about it? Well, I mean, every other piece of shrinkflation, right, just happens. They just do it and they don't tell you about it. Why do we know about this? Well, because they've been uh, they've got a big a big uh, makeover coming from McDonald's, okay. and so you know they're making fifty changes to their foods. Ooh, okay. yeah, okay. And so, the first one is, hey, one, our our namesake a, product. We're gonna make smaller. We're gonna make it worse. And then no, this <laughs> is, mean, this smaller, is the one. Sorry. This is the one that this changes everything. Okay. They're going to take the burger buns. Okay. Okay. They're going to continue to be round. Whole grain. Don't be crazy. Is it going to be whole grain now? No, 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 okay. no, okay. no. It's going to be still round. Okay. Because they want to keep that. that that's important. Uh, and buttery. Because they want to keep that. Good. Uh, okay. All mm-hmm. right. But the sesame seeds, I am quoting, <laughs> the sesame seeds will also be more scattered Ooh. To create a more homemade look. 
Wow. They've been working on this since 2016. How do I buy some McDonald's <laughs> stock today? Is that available? <laughs> this is, that's scattered. You come into my office as the CEO yeah. and you say, been working on this since 2016. Here's what we're going to do. I don't throw you out of my office. If I'm in a high story building, I might throw you out the window. That's what you came up with? Scattered sesame seeds and smaller no, boss, beef boss, patties. Boss, 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 boss. Listen. This is going to be great. This is going to throw the whole thing. This is a whole new curve. You know the sesame seed bun? They're going to be distributed not as evenly on the bun. Ooh. <laughs> it's going to look more homemade when it comes out of the shoot down the burger shoot it's gonna look more homemade <laughs> that is bizarre yeah why well. would they why would i mean is it just a pitch to, to investors to say we're going to be saving money on these things and uh, i mean what, what what could possibly be the reason they would tell people about this uh i don't know i that don't know really strange big mac changes are happening after mcdonald's ranked 13th among u.s change with customers calling their burgers desirable so remember, it used to be the Whopper or the Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Have it your way. Now it's like, we don't want any of your ways. Really? Yeah. You guys are way down on the pack. I freaking love their food. I don't care what people say. I don't care. I, I, I had Taco too. Bell last night. It was delicious. I I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, we can, I can sit here and complain about, oh, capitalism, chain restaurants. There's to look at look, every one of our, our areas now just looks like a giant strip mall. Great. I love it. I love the fact that there's a freaking one of these restaurants on every corner. It makes my life special. I have to do I have to tell. I don't know about special. It I makes to, it special. I love it. It's I, I, it's incredible. How how can a society achieve so many wonderful things? I have to tell Screw you. Screw it. Anybody who can make a fillet of fish, which I doubt has any fish in it, tastes like that. It's a miracle. <laughs> Thank it's a you. Miracle. It is. And the that bun, which is now smaller, the whole thing is. Smaller. And no sesame seeds uh, on that. And bun, no right? sesame seeds on that bun. Perfectly you smooth, could roll, just like hold me. Yeah, you could roll <laughs> yeah. that up like silly putty. In your hand. It's, they're fan. And, and you know and what? I, they're freaking delicious. And they're delicious. I they do. Are. The I McDonald's love breakfast is delicious. Is so good. It is. I love it. Probably made of heavy metal plastic. I don't but care. I don't care. It's so I good. I don't care. I know. I know. I just, I we, know. We, we live in a society where we have to say, well, I mean, it's probably not even, I mean, who knows what. Stop it. It's great. It's a great freaking achievement. The fact that you can churn out food that's delicious, that gives people uh, an opportunity to eat at a low price that they don't that's have to not, prepare. Surely somebody who would pay $12 for a Big Mac will pay 17 well, It's Look, it might be $12 now, but every other place is 80 so <laughs> <laughs> relatively cheap. How about that? All right. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. You absolutely, if you have to buy or sell a home, sometimes you just have to. You want a real estate agent on your side that you can trust somebody that is listening to you somebody that you trust is on your side trying to get the best deal all around i don't know about you i really don't want to rip other people off i want them to get a good deal too i just want it to be fair you know i don't i I don't i want you to make money i'm not i mean it's stupid to put you out of business and rip you off i want you to make money but i also want a good deal then we both walk away 
uh, if you feel that way, if you just if you want people who are really good working hard for you, but they're ethical and they have the best practices that really can sell your house or get you into the right house in the least amount of time with the most money on the sell and least on the in real estate agents, I it's real estate agents, I the Glenn Beck program. All right, sick twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, program. There is one thing I want to I want to tell you. Will come out tomorrow on my uh, podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can download it tomorrow. Otherwise, it's out right now for uh, Blaze TV subscribers. Uh, it is episode two oh three of the Glenn Beck podcast. Uh, I covered myself with bodies. This is uh, the story is told by Lee Saucy. She was. In Israel, she's an American, was traveling over to Israel. She was meeting her going-to-be fiancé's uh, family and mom. Uh, he's Orthodox. She's not. Uh, she wasn't a practicing Jew. Um, and so when the music festival came along, she decided to stay and go to the music festival. And he said, I can't. It's, it's Shabbat, so I can't go. She went. He didn't. Saved his life. To say that she's a God person now, uh, I think is 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 fair, fairly easy to say. She was screaming out to God. She, when you hear what she went through for eight hours, hiding under dead bodies in a bomb shelter, where th- somebody was coming in with um, a grenade or uh, a machine gun every thirty minutes for eight hours, only eight came out alive. She's one of them. We wanted her to tell the story. We've had offers from other people that have survived. um, But when she reached out at first, or somebody reached out on her behalf, um, and we started talking to her, she said, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do this. It's all so overwhelming. And so she was reluctant to do it. And you will see at the beginning of the podcast, uh, I ask her, you know, you can back out and it will stop at any time. Then when she really starts to almost hyperventilate, it's amazing to see her when she starts telling the story. Uh, I said to her, are you okay? You want to stop? She's like, no, no, no. Because she believes that it is important for you to hear the miracle and the heroes, but to do so, she had to tell the story of her survival in the face of pure evil. That comes out tomorrow, episode 203 of the Glenn Beck podcast. I covered myself with bodies. Hamas attack survivor details evil face to face. The Glenn Beck Program.